You're listening to the Social Spectrum Podcast with Gina Galliotto. Here we prove that success on social media and in entrepreneurship is not one size fits all and discuss thriving online through the lens of different personality types, lifestyles, and neurodiversity. Success lives on a spectrum, so your impossible search for the one right way to grow your online business ends here. On the Social Spectrum Podcast, we'll unfold your right way instead. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. I am so excited to have you here today, especially today because we're talking about one of my and my students' all-time favorite freaking topics, and that is content pillars and content buckets. We're going to talk about what they are, how they can help you come up with absolutely endless content ideas that are also strategic, and more. And I promise you this conversation is going to go way beyond what you've learned about content pillars so far. And I just know you're going to have so many light bulb moments. So let's get into it. First things first, content pillars are subtopics of your niche that tell the story of and support your mission. And we'll talk about your mission in a few minutes. But if you use content pillars correctly, not only can they do an amazing job at helping you tell a cohesive story that actually causes your audience to take action through your content, but also content pillars will give you, like I've mentioned, essentially endless content ideas. And the reason content pillars are so, so important, or one of the reasons is because within any one niche, you still can't appeal to everyone within that niche. I promise you. For example, if two people are interested in fashion and one is interested in thrifting and the other is interested in luxury brands, they're going to want to see very different types of content regardless of them both being interested in the exact same niche because their goals are so different. So the idea is to think about your target audience, your dream follower, who you should have a very comprehensive idea of. And if you don't, I would definitely start there. And then ask yourself, what does that person in particular want and need to hear about in order to achieve the mission behind your account? When I say mission, I mean the goal behind your account. What do you do this for? What do you want your community to get out of your content after they've watched it? So I'm just going to use myself as an example, since if you're here, you're probably reasonably familiar with my content. My mission statement for my account goes something like this, helping content creators grow and monetize their Instagram and TikTok content through user-generated content and digital products so that they can quit their jobs and take their passions full-time. So if I were building out content pillars for the first time, I would ask myself, what are some things that my target audience will need and want to learn and hear about in order to accomplish that, in order to grow their social media, to monetize their social media, to quit their jobs? So that being said, now I need to formulate content pillars that support that. So I would say, okay, they're going to need content pillar one being Instagram and TikTok growth. Content pillar number two, monetizing through user-generated content. Content pillar number three, monetizing through their own offers. And content pillar number four, managing entrepreneurship and content, being a content creator essentially. Again, my mission statement is helping content creators grow and monetize their Instagram and TikTok through user-generated content 
and digital products so they can quit their jobs and take their passions full time. So as you can see, there's one content pillar to support every chunk of that mission statement. Now I want to stop here for a second and have something that inside of my 30-day 10K TikTok challenge I call a mindset moment because you may be thinking, okay, so this sounds limiting. You literally want me to talk about the same three to five things every single day. And the answer is complicated. The answer is yes and no, because what we're going to talk about next is what will fall under content pillars that I feel like no one really freaking talks about. (laughs) And there's not even really a name for it. I usually just call them subtopics or micro topics. And these are the infinite topics that branch off from your content pillars. And it's so much easier than you would think to do. I swear, every time I go over this with my clients, they're just like, okay, I have endless ideas. So let's get into it. Here are some examples of micro topics or whatever you want to call them (laughs) that fall under just one of my content pillars. And you'll see just how many ideas we can brainstorm using this method and how helpful it is for ideating content. So let's take a look at my Instagram and TikTok growth content pillar. Just under that one content pillar, I can think right off the top of my head of some topics that fall beneath it. And those might be mastering Instagram reels, myths about Instagram reels, how to set up an intriguing Instagram carousel, how to deliver the perfect TikTok hook, exactly how the algorithm works, how to slay your limiting beliefs as a content creator, okay? So as you can see, I can brainstorm all these topics, right, under just that one content pillar, but it does not stop there, like not even close, okay? (laughs) This is where it gets really good. Now I just want to take one of the examples that I gave under my social media growth content pillar, and we're going to zoom in to that one now. So let's say we just take mastering Instagram reels, and we expand into that topic. So now off the top of my head, some topics I can think of that fall under mastering Instagram reels would be the formula for the perfect reels hook, or how to find trending reels audios in minutes, or how to write an intriguing reels caption, common reels mistakes, common reels myths, editing in reels, and the list can go on and on. But it doesn't stop there. And this is the beauty. This is a literally infinite strategy. But now let's take one of the ideas that I just mentioned about mastering Instagram Reels, which was editing in Reels. Now let's think of how many topics I can think of about editing in Reels. How to make a smooth transition. How to find trending filters. Common editing mistakes in Reels. How to use Reels templates. New Reels features you should know about how to know if you qualified for Reels bonuses. And then again, we could take another one from that and expand it even further. So remember, we had just started with one content pillar and we got there in seconds. (laughs) What was that? 30 seconds, a minute? I don't know. So as you can see, under just that one content pillar with a little bit of brainstorming, we now have so many ideas that are actually relevant to the mission behind your account and to this dream viewer or follower that you're trying to attract. And that's the only way to attract them is to be super relevant to them. So content pillars are quite the opposite of limiting to get back to the mindset moment. 
they actually will open up your mind to so many ideas and so many opportunities. And something that I like to tell my clients, this is just a little pro tip for you, is to designate one content pillar and title it lifestyle or like lifestyle and behind the scenes. And this is because so many content creators get caught up in staying on niche completely or not understanding how to implement personal content. So then they end up either not doing it at all, not sharing any personal content, or they end up trying to share it all, but doing it wrong. So having a content pillar that you designate as lifestyle or behind the scenes, it's kind of like your permission to share that personal content, but with structure so that it doesn't feel so confusing for you to share and so that it also doesn't feel confusing for your audience to consume. Because you are a part of your mission, you know, like you're a part of this page, of course. So you need to share your story. In fact, it's really impactful to share your story and to share you embodying the life that you're trying to help your viewers have. But again, structure can really, really help with not getting so paralyzed and, oh, is this too personal or is this too off niche or whatever it might be. One more thing I want to address about content pillars before we talk about content buckets, or some people call them value buckets, the lingo is not super important, is that you do not need to be in a perfect, precise rotation with these pillars. You do not need to post, you know, precisely 33% about each content pillar by the end of the month, you know, if you have three content pillars. It's not about that. It's much more about just using your content pillars as a guide for your content planning process to ensure, number one, you're getting a reasonably healthy rotation of all of those topics in so that, number two, you are telling an impactful story to your community, to your audience that that makes sense and that actually supports them in their goals and in your goals for them. And actually, one more thing about content pillars that I will say because my clients ask me about this too. No, you don't have to have only three content pillars, but I wouldn't go beyond five because like we've talked about, you want your story to be clear. And I feel like it gets just a little bit muddier, anything beyond five content pillars. That's just what I found through looking at other creators' content, my clients' content, my students' content, etc. In fact, I usually do advise my clients to have just about three or four if they can help it because it's just so much more focused. And the more focused you are, the more impact you're going to have on any one viewer, which leads to much more reach ultimately and much more conversion for followers and for sales if you are a small business. Okay, now let's talk about content buckets or again, what some people call value buckets. And these are the ways that you deliver your content pillars. And you may have heard this before. It's educational content, inspirational or aspirational content, relatable or entertaining content, and then promotional content. So your content buckets are going to go hand in hand with your content pillars to help you come up with even more content ideas and also to get even more action from your community. Because yes, delivering the topics of your content ideas is the information, and information does cause interest, 
But ultimately, emotion is what's going to cause action. That's what's going to cause you getting more interaction on your posts, more sales, more follows, etc. So again, just to go back to some examples for ideating content, let's say we're talking about limiting beliefs about being a content creator. Now we can ask ourselves, or now I can ask myself, what's an educational idea about that? What's an inspirational or aspirational idea? What's a relatable idea? And so now, again, even once we've chosen a topic for our post, we can deliver that same topic in three different ways. And in fact, I highly suggest doing that because number one, it's going to bring your viewer through a journey. And number two, it's giving you more opportunities for the same concept to make more of an impact. So let's go over some specific examples. As far as limiting beliefs for a content creator, if I wanted to share an educational post about that, I would give tangible tips. So that post might look something like three ways to recognize you have imposter syndrome or five limiting beliefs you may have and how to conquer them. So something tangible they can save for later and actually act on. But now say we want to take that same concept And now I want to share an inspirational or aspirational type post. That looks something more like hitting on the emotion and making that person more aware, right? So for this specific example, I may say something like, you know, if you're seeing this, it's because you've always felt like you have what it takes to become a content creator, but something in the back of your head says it just won't happen for you. I get it. I've been there before, but I'm here to tell you there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Keep going. You know, that kind of inspiration that really gets someone aware of, oh, I can do this. And it makes them go in search of your educational post, right? Because now then you have that post to be like, oh, now that you're aware that you have imposter syndrome, here's a post to help you get over it, right? And now let's talk about the entertaining slash relatable content bucket. So this is when you just want that person to think like, oh my gosh, that's so me, right? This is the kind of post that gets, it tends to get more reach. This is the kind of post that tends to be a trend that you relate back to your niche. So you're putting yourself in that viewer's shoes. And an example for this about a creator struggling with limiting beliefs would be something like, you know, using a trending audio and then the text saying like, when you come up with a genius post idea, but then hate it five minutes later, right? You're sharing that relatable moment, that symptom that comes from limiting beliefs as a content creator. So your value buckets or your content buckets are not to be underrated because this is the side that really will kind of intentionally catapult your viewer through a story that makes them feel something And that gives them something of value that they can go act on and use to literally change their life. And I don't want to sleep on the promotion content bucket. Yes, promotion is one of them. I feel like this is one that isn't as talked about online as much as the inspirational, educational, and entertaining. But promotion is a type of value. You are providing a solution to your community. Okay. So An example of a promotional post, going back to my previous concept about limiting beliefs as a content creator, might be something like sharing a win of one of the content creators inside of the 30-day 10K TikTok challenge saying that they overcame a mindset barrier that they were having. So that would be a promotional idea 
that falls under that same concept. And you want to put that into rotation if you are a small business owner or if you have something to promote. And this actually goes for brand collaborations too, because brand collaborations are a promotional type of content. So what I really want you to take away from this episode and what I want to challenge you to do is to sit down and if you have not already, write out a mission statement for your account, break that mission statement into about three to five subtopics or content pillars, start brainstorming and brain dumping all the ideas you can think of in that way that I went through where it all branches off from each other. And then again, zoom in even further once you choose your favorite idea off the list and deliver it in those three different types of ways. Now, this isn't something you have to do for every single idea you have. It's just an option, right? It's if you're struggling to come up with content ideas, this is a method that you can use. And if you are able to pump out tons of content, this is a method that you could use too, you know? Adapt it to your lifestyle, your energy, your posting schedule. And if you're not the type of creator who sits down and likes to plan ahead and brain dump ideas, then what you can do instead is use this system intuitively. So what I mean by that is if you just intuitively come up with an idea throughout your day, use the system as like a checks and balance. So ask yourself, does this fall under one of my content pillars? And then ask yourself, does this educate, inspire, or entertain my audience? And then if not, how can I make it so? So the very last thing I'll say before I end the episode is another mindset moment. Don't let all of the inevitable endless content ideas that you come up with using this method paralyze you. Just choose an idea off the list, pick your favorite one, and if even that is stressful, then close your eyes, point to the page, and post that idea first. Just get the ball rolling because this is a practiced muscle. Pretty soon, this will all feel very second nature if you consistently think of and ideate your content this way. So yeah, I hope that is as helpful for you as it has been for me and for my students and clients. And happy creating, bestie. If you liked this episode, it would make my day to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at Gina Galliotto or shoot me a DM letting me know so I can continue sharing episodes you love. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Social Spectrum podcast and leave a five-star review so we can stay in each other's worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, friend.